Welcome into this Wednesday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery. Today on the show, Harris is going to be here. Any concerns about Drake London? And just split, baby. It's all next. Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked on Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. As always, head to youtube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you find our page, hit that subscribe button. Be a part of our ever-growing community, over 3,000 folks that have been a part of it. We appreciate that so much. Uh, find us on your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Five-star review us, if you would, when you get there. And, of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page, at JMCH316. Well, Alex Anthopoulos has done it again. We got word late last night. And from what I've been told and what I've been reading, that this has been something that even a couple of weeks ago had been in discussions about doing. And that is giving Michael Harris a long-term extension. So last night we got word that the Braves and Michael Harris agreed to a eight-year, $72 million extension with a couple of option years that are tacked on at the end. The net result is for $9 million a year, you've gotten Michael Harris locked up for almost a decade. So now you add that into Ozzy and Ronnie and Riley and everybody else that they're making these moves on. Ozuna's got two at 32, but that's all right. Listen, you know, not everything can be a you know home run, right? There are a few swings and misses along the way. But look, I think that this is, here's, I always laugh when I hear this. Oh, you got to keep them down in the minors to have controllable arbitration years. And, and you want that extra year of control. That's the stupidest narrative that anybody could ever throw at you is worrying about how many controllable years you have, how many arbitration years you have, because anybody who is worth a flip is never going Look at Austin Riley. You know, the Braves have three more years available of options to him. They didn't have to sign him now. They have three years where they can get him for a cheaper price. But you don't monkey around and mess around with your core of guys. Michael Harris is a core piece. Now, don't tell anybody. Let's keep this between us. Michael Harris is already better than a $9 million a year player. Can I tell you that? He may, listen to me, he may win a gold glove as an outfielder this year. He's potentially the rookie of the year. He's already better than a $9 million player. But that aside, the idea of oh, control, nobody that's any good worries about that. Didn't happen with Mike Trout. Didn't happen with Riley. Didn't happen with Ronnie, right? No, no quality player. When, when somebody tells you, remember that stupid thing about, keeping Ronnie down in the minors so we can, if you keep him past May, whatever, you get an extra year. No smart GM works like that because you're going to sign Ronnie to a long-term extension well before he gets it. You're going to sign Mike Trout to a long-term extension way before that even becomes an issue. And the Braves haven't messed around. To get Michael Harris now, who looks like he has a shot to be, or wait, let me, let me ask. 
because I know some people like, well, don't get too far out ahead. Are we okay to say that Michael Harris looks like he can be one of the better young players in baseball, that he can do just about anything? Because I think he's been outstanding for this team. And he, and he's that whole young infusion and rookie infusion we've talked about, Harris and Strider and now Vaughn Grissom. This is absurd what these young guys are doing for the re, re, the defending World Series champion. You know, you don't normally add in two or three rookies into the mix. Now, injury has, you know, forced some of that. But again, locking up Michael Harris has been the smart thing to do. Now, we'll talk more about this in just a second. But first, let me talk to you about my friends over at Dave, the banking app that can help you out. Look, middle of the month, you know, you've paid all your bills of the first of the month. You paid the rent, paid the car, bop, 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 bop. You're getting a little bit short, right? And you're like, all right, what can I do? Dave is here to help. It's the banking app that can get you as much as $500 instantly with their extra cash. So you need money for the gas tank. You need money for school. I just literally had to pay a deposit for my daughter's field trip in March. Not till March, we had to pay a deposit for a Disney field trip that's that's coming up. So money here, money there, school's back in, bop, bop, bop. Dave is the banking app that can help you out. So here's what I want you to do. Download the Dave app in your app store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Download the app, open that bad boy up, and sign up for their extra cash account, and you could get as much as $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Dave is the banking app that's going to help you out and get you through this month. But look, the... There's nothing I think going to happen with Dansby's contract before we get into free agency and things like that. And it does make you wonder, look at the contracts that they gave Olsen, Riley, this, any other. I think the number I saw is like almost $500 million worth of contracts, right? For, for Riley, Olsen, Harris, you know, everything that they've, they've done here. Right. And you're locking up the core of this team. So first off, we can't complain that, that they're not spending money. Right. And $9 million a year, while he may not have proven that he's a $72 million contract player right now, like I said, I think he's outplayed his $9 million a year deal right now. If he does nothing else for the next eight years, but what he's done right now, let's see, steal bases, get on base, hit for a good average, sneaky good power, play gold glove caliber center field. Can I tell you? A gold glove caliber center fielder, that that one, if he did nothing else but play gold glove caliber center field defensively, that's worth $9 million a year. If he hit 200, if he hit Mario Mendoza and he hit no homers, if he was Dwayne Kuyper and hit 200, look that up, kids, Google Dwayne Kuyper, hit 220 with no homers and four RBI, but he was a gold glove defensive center fielder, that is worth $9 million. Forget what he adds offensively, stealing bases, running all over, creating havoc and everything like that. A $9 million gold glove center fielder is worth it, worth that contract. So the fact that they have, the way Alex Anthopoulos, and, and I love this mindset. This is something, if I can go back in history a little bit, this is something that the Cleveland Indians did to their young core back in the early 90s when they realized that they had their young core that was going to come up and help them win. 
They took Tommy. They took Albert Bell. They took Manny Ramirez. They took all these young guys that they had developed, and they locked them up to long-term deals. And they locked them up before they became superstars, right? And they were able to keep that team together for several years. And, and then eventually, you know, unfortunately, when real money came along, like, you know, $250, $200 million contracts, you know, came along, they couldn't afford to keep Albert Bell and Manny Ramirez and all those kinds of things as a, as a mid-market team. They are legitimately a mid-market team. The Braves are not a mid-market team. They're a high-caliber organization. They're a top-tier team. So this mindset of Alex Anthopoulos to get these guys locked up now, I love that thinking. That was what John Hart did with the Young Indians Corps in the early 90s. I love what Alex does. Get these guys locked up now. $72 million guaranteed ain't nothing. Even $139 million for Olsen or whatever that number is, that ain't nothing. You know you're going to get the production back in all of it. So kudos to Alex Anthopoulos and his Braves organization for continuing to build this core. And again, Michael Harris is already a $9 million player for what he's done this year. That's going to be the steal in, about, in three years. That's going to be the steal of all steel contracts. All right, when we come back, should we have any concerns about Drake London? Let's talk about this next. Hitting hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. Hitting hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment. I do read through all of the comments, so give us your thoughts about what we're talking about. Free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review there, and then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page, at JMCH316. Okay, so let me preface this, okay? I'm not panicked. I'm not scared. I'm not overhyping or anything like that because I know what's coming to me. Uh, don't worry, they've got a plan. Okay, I got it. Okay, Chief, I'm four steps ahead of you. I got you, okay? But here's the thing. You know, we talked with Mike Rothstein the other day on, on Monday after the Falcons game, stuff like that. And obviously... One of the the negative things that happened was Drake London going down, knee issue, didn't play the rest of the game. And Arthur Smith made it very clear. It's nothing long-term in this than the other. And I understand the idea that the most important thing is to have him healthy for week one against the Saints. I get that. And I understand that. And he's not going to practice this week. And he won't play against the Jets. Okay, even though he hasn't been ruled out. 99% 99% chance he's not going to play against the Jets. And then, you know, talking to Michael, talking to some other people, there's a definite chance that he won't play against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, maybe he'll be back for the for the co-practices, because to me, that's the important thing. But we'll talk about that in just a second, though. Okay? So here's the thing. I'm going to vent for just a second. Okay? I'm frustrated. I- I'm frustrated that I'm already dealing with this in my first round draft pick. This is a team and an organization who is so devoid of talent. Okay. There's a reason why every publication puts them at the very bottom of the NFL as far as roster talent, because they don't have a lot. And when you invest in things like pass catchers at the top of the draft, When you have 9,000 other needs, quarterback, offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, when you have all of those needs and you start investing high caliber draft capital in pass catchers, and then that person isn't, because here's the reality. This is where I get frustrated, okay? 
not every wide receiver comes into the league like the Randy Moss or Jamar Chase. You know, Chase last year, 1,500 yards, a dozen touchdowns, right? That's not every wide receiver in the league that comes in. And there's a tough adjustment for a lot of wide receivers. Doesn't mean that a lot of these guys don't become good players down the road, but for that immediate impact. And when you have the number eight draft pick and you're counting on him, you, you want him in your preseason. You want him in the mix. So again, let me state, I'm not saying that, oh God, London's never going to be here and he's going to fail and, and all this kind of stuff. Okay. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to not have one of my guys that I need on the field, build that chemistry and rapport with my quarterbacks, see live game, you know, you know, uh, action, right? Learn about what defenses are like in the NFL. Learn about how cornerbacks play in the league. Because again, it's it's easy to say, oh, well, he's the number eight pick. He's just going to walk on the field and blow right through it. Well, how many top top talent wide receivers have come in and struggled mightily in the NFL? But we've gotten so kind of spoiled over these last few years, haven't we? And I'll give you some examples of that here in just a minute. But first, let me talk about my folks over at betonline.net, your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Look, here's the thing. NFL season is here. We're in preseason. You want to bet on preseason? Be a degenerate and do it. I don't care. NFL season is right around the corner. College football is here in less than two weeks, right? Baseball pennant races are full go. This is the most important series played in baseball this year, Mets and Braves. You got Scherzer. You got DeGrom. Think the Braves can do it? Put some ducats on them. They're a big underdog tonight. Put some ducats on them, okay? BetOnline.net is your best sports for all your sports wagering information, live betting available, eSports scores, more. In the palm of your hand, you put the app on there, and BetOnline.net is an easy way to be able to find out all the wagering information, trends, and action that you need. So go ahead there today, betonline.net. It's where the game starts. But look, we've gotten spoiled over the last few years because of some of these high-caliber wide receivers, right? Jamar Chase, even Jalen Waddle, and some of these guys that, you know, Devontae Smith, the you know, guys that come in the league and, you know, they become 1,000-yard wide receivers just right out of the gate. And part of that is the development. Part of that is it's a passing league now. When you draft guys like that, you're going to, get the ball in their hands. But not everybody over the last handful of years comes in and just crushes the league. And and historically, wide receiver and cornerback have been two positions that have been, at, at times, long curve adjustments to getting used to NFL life. Does it mean that London won't be a great player? Does it mean this? No, it doesn't mean any of those things. I'm speaking from my heart right in here. See that O for the NWO, brother, that it's frustration because this is a team, this particular franchise, I don't care what happens with the Lions or the Jaguars or this Jagoff or whatever. I don't care what happens with any of that stuff. I care about what happens here with the Atlanta Falcons. That's where I'm invested. And this team doesn't need setbacks out of its first round rookie wide receiver draft pick, number eight draft pick overall. You know, if it's my third round linebacker and he misses a week, okay, because he may or may not be in the mix. But I'm counting on Drake London to be a 
focal point of our offense. You don't draft a guy at number eight for him to be some ham and egger, right? We didn't draft a kicker at number eight. You drafted a position that, you know, everybody tells me how, oh, you don't understand, Chuck. Our wide receivers aren't good. I get all that. I know our wide receivers aren't good. You know what is it? What also isn't good? Our offensive line isn't good. Our defensive line isn't good. Our outside pass rush isn't good. You know, our safeties haven't been real good with the Fabian Moreau's and Eric Harris's of the world and Deron Harmon. Too many Christmas. You know, we got a lot of places on this football team that ain't real good that we have to figure out. So again, while I understand doesn't mean anything in the long term, as long as he's ready and healthy in week one. But here's what I know. When week one hits, you know, the Saints are a pretty good secondary. And he's going to, and we're going to face all these top five pass rushers and these good defense and stuff like that. I want to feel like my first round pick is ready to step on the field and get it done. And let's be honest. Okay. I know, I know we're being honest here. Kyle Pitts had an adjustment period last year, right? You know, he did not get in the real flow of the offense early on. And he only ended up with, only ended up with one touchdown for the entire year. You know, if if I'm going to get to that next level and I'm going to win football games this year, I need Drake London to be a part of that. And part of that is being healthy and available when practicing in these co-practices, playing in the preseason. You're Brian Edwards yesterday. Go listen to Brian Edwards' clip. He said, I want to play in the preseason. He says, you know, last year we didn't play. A lot of us didn't play for the Vegas Raiders. And, and he felt like we were sluggish coming out of the gate. I'm not telling you preseason is the end-all, be-all. I'm not telling you training camp's the end-all, be-all. But there is something to rookies coming into the league and learning how to adjust, and especially at certain positions, quarterback, cornerback, wide receiver, tight end, that there are a lot of nuances to learn. Because let me tell you what Drake London's not going to see. He ain't going to see Oregon State. He ain't going to see Washington State anymore. He's going to see the best of the best of the best of the best, right? Saints have a pretty good secondary promise you nobody starting at Oregon State you know could play in the Saints starting secondary so it's just frustrating I know it doesn't mean as a, a whole bunch that he's going to be out probably for the rest of this preseason but god dang you'd like to see your top pick be on the field and get some work and get some action in all right when we come back just split baby we'll talk about that next hitting hard with John Chuckery locked on sports Atlanta Back on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you find us, hit that subscribe button. Be a part of our growing community. Of course, we are free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey, five-star reviewers, and then follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. The Braves have done great work in these first two games, right? Most important series played in baseball up to this point. Braves have been phenomenal, right? They, they've pounded the Mets where they had 23 hits in the first two games. Charlie Morton last night, 12 of his 20 outs were via the strikeout, right? Strider hung in there with the rain delay, found you five good innings, kept you in it, beat by the boop. The back-to-back nights that the Mets starting pitcher has only pitched two innings and left with an injury. You saw Carrasco is going to be out for four weeks now with an oblique strain now comes the money right now comes the now comes the grind 
everything has worked out perfectly for the Braves in these first two. No time now to keep your foot off the gas pedal. You have to plant that foot hardcore. The Braves need to, at a minimum, split these next two games. And is it going to be easy? Nope. Here come Scherzer. Here come DeGrom. And here they come. Here comes those two semi-trucks loaded up for bear, convoying down the road, loaded with dynamite, ready to blow up, right? This is what it's all about now. And the Braves have to, at a minimum, split. We talked about going into this series that the Braves needed to win three out of four. So far, so good. They're right on track. You got two of those wins, right? But just because those two guys are on the mound the next two nights, and I know tonight's Oda Rizzi, is he going to give five innings? I don't know. I know Morton was outstanding last night. He was blowing people away. He was dealing last night. That's everything you could ask for. The other night with the rain delay, again, Strider did his job. You, you, you found a way to get through it, almost an hour rain delay. I was surprised that Strider came back out, but he wanted to come back out there. Money, right? Offensively, guess what? We're not being slowed down by the muck and the mire and the sludge and the goop and the gunk and everything like that. I described it last night as, you know when your gutters get clogged? right? And the water just kind of trickles and flows or goes over the top and stuff like that, right? Okay. You went, you go in there and you clean all that, you scoop all that muck and mire out of there. And what happens? The water flows right through and it flows right down your downspot and it flows right out the end of it and it heads right out on the street and beep, bada, boop, it goes away, right? That's the Braves lineup these last couple of nights. You know why? Because they don't have that one-trick pony slowing them, mucking them, miring them down. And their offense is clicking now. Eight in a row, offense is rolling. Now you got to do the hard work. Now comes the grind that you have to figure out Scherzer and DeGrom. Even if you don't figure out both, just figure out one. Just split, baby. That's all I'm asking. Just give me a split in this. Uh, we'll talk more about it in just a second here. But first, let me talk about my folks over at Coffee AM, coffeeam.com, drinking their coffee again this morning, as I always do. My pot full of uh, Coffee AM. Listen, great local com uh, company here. Obviously, they're local to Georgia, up in the can area, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Head to coffeeam.com, wide extended menu. You want organic coffees, you want flavored coffees, you know, you want K-Cups, they got everything available to you. You want teas, you need a mug, whatever. All of that's available to you at coffeeam.com. So here's what we got going on. Coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Head there now, go through the menu, find you some K-Cups, get you a mug, grab a tea, bop, bada, boop, right? You got all that going on. When you get to checkout, use the coupon code locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, locked on, Use that coupon code and get 15% off your first order of coffees, teas, gift sets. I don't know what you're waiting for, but these guys are awesome. They're right here in Georgia, up in the Canton area. They are the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Coffee AM, coffeeam.com. Use that coupon code locked on, L O C K E D O N, for 15% off that first order of whatever coffees, teas, gift sets you purchase today. So, look, um, you know, look, the, the season is not going to be defined if the Braves lose these next two, but it's going to take away from all of the hard work you did in the first two games, right? 
beating the Mets, dealing with weather, all this kind of stuff. All that work will go away if you don't win the next two games. Because at that point, you've just split and you haven't gained anything. Find a way to win one game. And again, this won't be easy. This isn't going to be sit back and mash it and hit the three-run homer and all this kind of stuff. You're going to have to be creative. You know, that's why I hope I want to see Ronnie Dansby at the top. I want to see Vaughn Grissom and Michael Harris at the bottom. Okay? Right? Dansby, Ronnie at the top, Grissom and Harris at the bottom. Okay? No, I don't want Robbie Grossman below. Or I want Grissom and Harris at the bottom. Listen to me, Snit. I know you guys listen in. Grissom and Harris at the bottom. Ronnie and Dansby at the top. Then you can mix and mash. You want Grossman or Rosario or Contreras, whatever. You can mix and mash. Just keep that other dude out of here. Keep all that muck and mire. Don't get your gutters clogged back up. You got them cleaned out. You got them all clean. Got the little shovel in there, and you clean out your gutter. Pine needles and pine cones and all the sludge and leaves and muck is out of there, right? Water's flowing perfectly through there. Don't go in there and start dumping shovelfuls of dirt and muck back in there. Keep it the lineup like we talked about the way that it is. And now you're going to have to get creative, right? Get those two guys on base at the very top. Run, beat, bop, boop. Move them along. Two out base hit. I need a two out hit. I need a, I need a I need a, a a pop out to right field, right? I got a guy on first base. Do you see last night Ronnie scored on a ball that was not even 25 feet within the wall last night, and he scored from first. Yeah, the outfielder bobbled it. Okay, again, no guy should score from first base on a bloop hit like that. That's what Ronnie and Dansby and these guys do, and Harris and Grissom. That's what these guys do. It's put pressure on your defense. To, these next two nights is about finding a way to get on base. You know, the old saying is you can't steal first base. Find a way to get on and then put pressure on Scherzer and DeGrom and put pressure on their defense, put pressure on them to have to make good pitches, put pressure on them to not let somebody go from first to third because they stole a couple of bases. That's a them problem. This, this is where the Braves have to keep this thing chugging. Can't take your foot off the gas pedal. You're going to have to have a different approach. You can't sit back and because if you sit back and wait for a three run homer against those guys, you know, it's going to happen. Seven innings, two hits, one run or no runs, 13 strikeouts. And one of the things the Braves have done in the first two games really well is they haven't struck out a whole bunch, right? For a team that's strikeout, you know, home run type of, you know, lineup like we see in today's baseball world, they haven't done that. So just find a way to split the next two nights. However, you got to do it. You got to win one nothing. You got to win seven to six. However, you have to do it. Find a way to get it done. Get some guys on base, a key two out hit, move a guy from first to third on a single, right? Hit a ball to the right side to get a guy from second to third, you know, be aggressive on the base paths like they've been. Find ways to get it done. These next two games, you can split. All you got to do is win one. If you do that, you've done your job. You've taken care of your business. Then we can move on to the god-awful, well, next is the Astros, but we'll talk about that. But then when you get into Pirates and the Nats and all these flea bag, dirt bag, low-life organizations, then we go back to beating all them up. All right, thanks so much for making Hitting Hard with John Chuck for your first listen. We ask you to make A to Z with Mark Zinno your second listen every day. Mark is back talking all things Atlanta sports. Check him out on our YouTube page, at Locked On Sports Atlanta. Hit that subscribe button, free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review, then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page, at 
JMCH316. Back with you tomorrow. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta.